It's the Noon Report from Family Life, bringing a Christian worldview to what's happening in New York, Pennsylvania, across the country, and around the world. Weather with Kevin Williams, plus special features and reports with the Family Life News team. Now, here's what's happening. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. It's swearing-in day on Capitol Hill, or is it? Something is happening in Washington today that hasn't happened in over 100 years. Republicans who rule the roost in the 118th Congress cannot agree on who their speaker will be. Without a speaker, there's no one to swear them in. GOP leader Kevin McCarthy needs 218 votes to get the job, and he's not there yet. Virginia Congressman Bob Good is part of the Never Kevin Caucus. There's nothing that indicates to me that he's going to change his pattern since he's been in leadership where he's part of the swamp cartel. More than a dozen Republicans say they will not support McCarthy for speaker. New York Congressman-elect Brandon Williams says that's too bad. I was sent here to stand up against the Biden administration, not to wrangle among our own party. And so I'm ready to get to work. That's why I'm here. And I think they're getting in the way. Wisconsin Republican Derek Van Orden says Kevin McCarthy has earned the right to be the speaker. The reason that we flipped the house and fired Nancy Pelosi, we're going to take that gavel out of her hand, is because of the hard work of Kevin McCarthy. Without a speaker, the GOP will not be able to choose members for committees and will not have subpoena power to launch investigations. I spoke about the upheaval in the GOP earlier today with Pennsylvania Congressman Glenn Thompson. I do believe Kevin eventually will ultimately be elected speaker of the house. You know, we'll probably make some history today where we have to do multiple rounds of voting. But ultimately, I believe that Kevin McCarthy prevails. Yeah, it's been 100 years since the Speaker hasn't been elected on the first ballot. So uh, if it doesn't happen on the first ballot, you will make history. Congressman Perry, your colleague whom you respect greatly in Pennsylvania, is one of the 14 that is on the fence about McCarthy. There are five definite no's, Matt Gates, Andy Biggs among them. But Perry's one of those that's on the fence right now. And he says he could ultimately come around to McCarthy. What is their thinking right now this late in the game? And do they understand the consequences if this goes maybe two, three rounds here? Well, I don't think there's any significant consequences if it takes some additional rounds. We're always making history here. I will say that without a speaker, though, the consequences are significant. It's more like five, I think, of individuals. They can't tell you specifically why not Kevin, uh, which tells me it's not about Kevin. It's about them. Yeah. And they're looking for their moment of uh, relevance. Yep. And unfortunately, I think they're ruining their reputation with, with what they're doing. That is Pennsylvania Congressman Glenn Thompson speaking to Family Life News earlier today. A football game turned into a prayer meeting last night in Cincinnati. I think people are well aware that we are finished watching football here tonight. 24-year-old Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin in a doctor-induced coma after suffering a cardiac arrest. During a game against the Bengals, it happened after a midfield tackle in the first quarter on ESPN's Monday Night Football. This is where Joe Burrow is so good. Now another Bills player is down. Commentators Joe Buck and Troy Aikman did not know at the time how bad of shape Hamlin was in. Eventually, the game was called. Afterward, Buck admitted the entire ordeal was something he's never experienced in professional sports. It went from wondering what was going on to wondering about head injury to then them frantically administering CPR 
to this 24-year-old safety. Hamlin took a right shoulder to the chest from Bengals receiver T. Higgins while making a tackle. He immediately jumped up, adjusted his helmet, and then fell backward to the turf. Sports reporter Jason Page. This could have happened to anybody at any time, and in the zillion years we've been playing football, we've had concussions, we've had neck injuries, you have broken legs, you have broken arms, you have back injuries. You've never had something like this, and the reason is, it doesn't happen. Heart specialist Dr. David Agus. In that tackle, the, the opponent's helmet was in his chest, so he had blunt force trauma to the chest. And in the exact right spot, at the exact right moment during his heartbeat, it caused his heart to have what we call an arrhythmia, not beat effectively to push blood to the brain. Sports journalist Clay Travis on the freak accident. Football exists in a world of entertainment and frivolity, but we saw so quickly that difference between entertainment and real life. Mm-hmm. And the Cincinnati Bengals stadium, you could have heard a pin drop. Paramedics performed CPR on Hamlin for nearly 10 minutes before rushing him off the field in an ambulance. The Bills' safety is on a breathing tube today at a hospital in Cincinnati. The Pennsylvania man is suspected in the fatal stabbings of four college students being extradited today to Idaho, where he'll face four counts of first-degree murder. Moscow, Idaho, police chief James Fry. This was a very complex and extensive case. But be assured the work is not done. This has just started. 28-year-old Brian Koberger arrested Friday in the Pocono Mountains. Neighbors hope his apprehension begins the healing process for the victim's family. It helps when you can find the person who is responsible and you can make them pay for it. Koberger's attorney says his client is eager to be exonerated and hopes he is not tried in the court of public opinion. Overseas, former Pope Benedict XVI will be laid to rest on Thursday. Correspondent Chris Livesay is in Rome. The Vatican has confirmed he will be buried alongside other popes in the grotto beneath the basilica. Benedict XVI became the first pope in 600 years to resign from office. That happened a decade ago. He died New Year's Eve at the age of 95. And still to come on the Noon Report for a Tuesday, driverless cars are all the rage, keeping tabs on Pennsylvania school boards, and the latest variation of COVID-19. It's making the rounds in New York. This is meteorologist Ken McKinley. Wet weather as we are through the afternoon with rain in most all areas. Temperatures well above normal for this time of the year. All areas into the 40s and many areas into the 50s. Full forecast details are coming your way in about 10 minutes. All right, Ken McKinley, thank you very much. Let's check the stories making news where you live next. High stakes drama in Harrisburg today as the 2023 legislative session gets underway. In the Pennsylvania House, both Republicans and Democrats are claiming control. Currently, Republicans have a one-seat advantage, but there are three seats needing filled in special elections, and Democrats are expected to win all three. Whichever party takes control would have a say on a constitutional amendment regarding abortion as well as voting rights. The death toll has risen to five now from that New Year's Eve house fire in Buffalo. The victims range in age from two to ten years old. Praying, Lord, give them strength, help them, but it hurts. It hurts us. Buffalo Pastor Dwayne Price with the Cornerstone Church Ministry knew the victims well and says they were a close-knit family.
Detroit. I have been with them over these last few years in numerous situations. They love each other, and they love people. They always want to do for someone else. The children were staying with a grandmother on Dartmouth Avenue when the blaze broke out early Saturday in the dining room of the home. The grandmother and an infant were able to get out alive. The home did have working smoke detectors. A controversial education network has formed in Pennsylvania to keep tabs on school boards. Family Life's Brandon Dixon has that story. Yeah, this group is enlisting volunteers to track policies being put forth by conservative school boards. It calls itself Education Voters PA, and it's recruiting people to follow school board meetings. The liberal group plans to create a database of what it describes as harmful actions being considered by school boards. It wants to keep tabs on book bans and policies it deems as harmful to gay, lesbian, and transgender students. Brandon Dixon, Family Life News. Thank you, Brandon. Perhaps you've noticed it is getting a lot more expensive to fill her up in both New York and Pennsylvania. In New York, the price at the pump has gone up 16 cents a gallon since the start of the year because of the expiration of the gas tax holiday. And in Pennsylvania, the state gas tax has just increased by another three cents a gallon. This is annoying. It's a Band-Aid on a heart attack. It's All it's going to do is increase suffering for people that have to get from point A to point B, take their kids to school, go to work. It makes no sense. Activist Eric Epstein says Pennsylvanians already pay on average three sixty-two for gasoline. That's about 20 cents more than the national average. It's unnecessary. The money's not even going to go to fix roads and bridges. 50% of the money will be diverted. This is a shame. It's a sham. The Commonwealth now has the second highest gas tax in the country, trailing only California. A western Pennsylvania police chief has been killed in the line of duty. Another cop injured while pursuing a suspect near Pittsburgh. It happened Monday afternoon following an hours-long pursuit of a Duquesne man who hijacked a car and led authorities on a chase, both by foot and in a stolen vehicle, throughout Allegheny County. This man witnessed the cop killer run past his home. And I happened to look out the window and I saw him, the suspect, run through the woods down over the hill by my house. So I let the uh, authorities know. The suspect was eventually shot and killed by police, but not before he killed the Brackenridge Police Chief, Justin McIntyre, who was only 46 years old. The injured officer was shot in the leg. The 28-year-old gunman was wanted for a probation violation related to a weapons charge. The Broome County, New York Sheriff says a suspect is now in custody following a fatal hit and run on New Year's Eve. The police say the driver of a pickup truck, 34 year old Bradley Law of Harpersville struck a juvenile on a bicycle on Route 7 in the town of Colesville. The victim, 13-year-old Brennan Loveless, was an 8th grader in the Harpersville School District. Grief counselors are on hand at that school today. Pennsylvania Congressman Scott Perry is one of just 14 House Republicans who is not supporting Kevin McCarthy for Speaker today. Kevin McCarthy has known for months now that he doesn't have two 218, yet he's dragged us until the brink of this moment. Perry says he could still support McCarthy, however, but will not until he gets further concessions from the California Republican. We went to him last night and said, look, we've got a deal that can get you 218, and I took one of the guys that has been never McCarthy since the beginning with me to the meeting. He rejected that. It has been over a hundred years since a ruling party in Congress has failed to elect a speaker on the first ballot. 
ballot, but that could change today. A new Omicron variant is making the rounds in New York. Correspondent Sarah Lee Kessler. It's called XBB 1.5, and according to the CDC, it counts for 41% of America's new COVID cases. It's gained even more traction in New York, representing over 50% of confirmed cases statewide. Medical experts say they're concerned that it could cause more breakthrough cases and reinfections. I'm Sarah Lee Kessler. A new law in Pennsylvania has opened the door to self-driving cars. Family Life's Greg Gillespie. Pennsylvania is paving the way for the emerging driverless vehicle industry to take off. The regulations allow operation of autonomous vehicles on Pennsylvania roadways. The Pennsylvania Department of Transportation is overseeing the rollout. Carnegie Mellon's Robotic Institute was one of the first in the nation to develop autonomous vehicles. The University of Pennsylvania also has a world-renowned robotics research program that looks at the advancement of driverless cars and trucks. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. Thank you, Greg. And the 107th Pennsylvania Farm Show arrives this weekend at the Farm Show Complex in Harrisburg. A preview from Family Life's Terry Diener. The 2023 Pennsylvania Farm Show, entitled Rooted in Progress, features all aspects of Pennsylvania's $132.5 billion ag industry. Attendees can expect to find food inspired from across the state, Competitive events and commercial offerings. The first public events begin on Friday with the opening of the Pennsylvania Preferred Food Court. The first competitive and commercial events open to the public begin on Saturday. Terry Diener, Family Life News. All right, sounds like some fun there, Terry. Thank you. Your Tuesday midday sports is next. This is the Noon Report on Family Life. <laughs> Good afternoon, I'm Randy Snavely. What a night for Donovan Mitchell of the Cleveland Cavaliers. 71 points. 71. And how he got them, also impressive. He missed a foul shot with three seconds left in regulation. He intentionally missed it, grabbed the rebound, threw up a shot that somehow went in. That tied the game and sent it into overtime. In overtime, he scored 13 of his points to lead Cleveland to a 145-134 win over Chicago. The Knicks got 28 points from Julius Randle as well as 16 rebounds. They downed Phoenix 102-83. Brooklyn blew out San Antonio at home 139-103. Kyrie Irving made his first seven shots, wound up with 27 points. Kevin Durant added 25 in the win. In Philadelphia, Joel Embiid scored 42 and grabbed 11 rebounds. The 76ers used a big 36-point fourth quarter to secure a 120-111 win over the Pelicans. Other winners on the hardwood, the Lakers, Pacers, Mavericks, T-Wolves, Warriors, Trailblazers, and the Heat. On the ice, the Boston Bruins scored twice in the final period to come from behind and edge Pittsburgh 2-1. Four different Flyers scored, Farabee, Frost, Konechny, and Lawton. Philadelphia won it in Anaheim 4-1 over the Ducks. The other game saw Vegas edge the Avalanche 3-2. And in college basketball, top-ranked undefeated Purdue, uh, not anymore, Rutgers beat them on a game-winning three-point shot by Cam Spencer with 13 seconds to play. 65-64 year final with the lost New Mexico, now the only unbeaten team left in Division I college hoops. 
That is a look at sports. All right, Randy, thank you very much. And still to come on the Noon Report, when a football game turns into a prayer meeting. It happened last night in Cincinnati. Does Kevin McCarthy have the votes in the U.S. House? And at the end of the broadcast, 80 years of marriage in Pennsylvania. Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Not that long ago, at least culturally speaking, someone known throughout the world for being quite neighborly said some things that most likely would get him fired today. Believe it or not, he said those things on public television. Yes, I'm talking about Fred Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. He often performed songs that he wrote to address issues that confuse children or cause them to struggle. One of those songs was called Everybody's Fancy. He hoped to help children love and value their bodies and to respect other children, too. Now, Rogers was, of course, at the time, completely unaware of our modern controversies over LGBTQ identities. But in several lines of that song, he expressed truths that are no longer permitted to be said out loud. Take a listen to Mr. Rogers. Boys are boys from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Girls are girls right from the start. Everybody's fancy. Everybody's fine. Your body's fancy. And so is mine. Only girls can be the mummies. Only boys can grow up and be the daddies. Yes, sir. Everybody's fancy. Everybody's fine. You're now, can you imagine someone saying these same things on PBS today? In fact, just last year in a segment from the Let's Learn TV series, PBS stations across the country featured a drag queen, someone who goes by the stage name Lil Miss Hot Mess. He was singing lines from his book, The Hips on the Drag Queen Go Swish, Swish, Swish. It was to the tune of The Wheels on the Bus Go Round and Round. Hot Mess, as he is known, is a grown man who dresses in flamboyant and exaggerated women's clothing and makeup and then seeks an audience with children. Now, the most obvious takeaway here is that any trust that previous generations of parents and kids once had for public television has long ago been squandered. A second takeaway is just how quickly some ideas have shifted from being unthinkable to unquestionable. Therefore, we should doubt anyone who tries to gaslight us into thinking that we're somehow regressive bigots for believing things like male and female are realities built into human nature. As an ordained Presbyterian minister, Rogers viewed the world in a noticeably Christian way. Though he didn't often discuss his faith publicly, his dedication to and concern for children was in very real ways Christ-like. For example, Rogers did not avoid difficult subjects if he believed that kids needed to talk about them. And so on his show, he dealt with death and divorce and racism. And he had a way of empathizing with the especially deep sorrow and confusion that children could feel over such difficult things. Everybody's fancy was Rogers' way of teaching children that they're fearfully and wonderfully made. For Rogers, that also included, and this is important, talking about the human body as something good, as something worth appreciating and caring for. Mr. Rogers even taught children that one of the things that made their bodies special was that they were gendered and that that gender had significance for who and what they would become later in life. As he said, only boys grow up to be daddies, only girls grow up to be mommies. What he's saying then is no less obviously true now, and it's absurd to suggest that Mr. Rogers was some hate-filled bigot for holding these views, as our president seemed to imply recently. No, it's those who tell children that their fancy bodies may in fact be the wrong bodies and may be in need of social, chemical, or surgical alteration, they're the ones that are living in the land of make-believe. 
For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Shane Morris. For more resources to live like a Christian in this cultural moment, please go to colsoncenter.org. Let's take it outside next. Ken McKinley filling in for Kevin today. Good afternoon. Rather wet weather across the region as we head through the afternoon with rain falling in most all locations. In some areas, it may be fairly substantial. The temperatures are well above normal for this time of the year. The rain will wind down this evening, but the clouds will remain and so will some fog. Another batch of rain will come through later tomorrow afternoon with temperatures remaining above normal. On Thursday, there may be a few breaks in the clouds, but also a couple of showers becoming possible in western areas again in the afternoon. Temperatures still mild. It does appear as though it will begin to turn a little bit cooler Friday and Saturday with a bit of snow possible in some sections, although not very much. All right, Ken, thank you kindly. This is the Noon Report on Family Life. I'm your host, Bob Price. Great to have you with us today. Lots going on this Tuesday, the third day of January. Republicans ended four years of Democratic leadership when they take control of Congress today. The question is, though, who will lead the GOP going forward? Kevin McCarthy wants to assume the gavel as House Speaker, but he doesn't have the votes yet. Former House Speaker, The choice is Kevin McCarthy or chaos. And there's nobody going to replace Kevin because he has far more people totally dedicated to him than this handful of never-enders. And the result's going to be total chaos. Fourteen conservative Republicans say they cannot support the McCarthy nomination for speaker. A vote is expected this afternoon. A high-stakes NFL football game turned into a prayer meeting in Cincinnati last night. Players for both the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals Join forces in prayer on the field following the cardiac arrest of Bill Safety to Moore Hamlin. And they are intensely working on DeMar Hamlin. It happened during the first quarter of the game when the 24-year-old safety took a right shoulder to the chest while tackling Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins. We got to see a side of football that is extremely ugly. And tonight, DeMar Hamlin's dream became a nightmare for not only himself, but his family and his entire team. Hamlin's heart literally stopped. Paramedics performed CPR for 10 minutes on the field before rushing him to the hospital. Nobody's concerned about football right now all the way around. America right now is concerned about one thing, the health and safety of this young man. Hamlin is sedated and in critical condition at a Cincinnati hospital. No word on when that game might be made up. Both of those teams were vying for top seed in the AFC. The man accused of stabbing to death four college students in Idaho appears in court in Pennsylvania this afternoon. 28-year-old Brian Koberger will waive his extradition rights, and that will pave the way for his return to Idaho to face multiple murders charges. A Pennsylvania man suspected of shooting and killing a Pittsburgh area police chief has been killed in a shootout with cops. Another officer was shot and wounded just blocks away by the same suspect. It happened last night in Allegheny County following a high-speed chase. There was a car chase. The suspect crashed the car and fled into the woods. Fleeing from the officers, the suspect fired at the officers. That's Allegheny County Police Superintendent Christopher Kearns, the 28-year-old suspect was wanted for a parole violation related to a weapons charge. A history-making execution is about to happen in Missouri. 49-year-old Amber McLaughlin will tonight become the first transgender inmate to be put to death in this country. McLaughlin will die by lethal injection for killing a former girlfriend in 2003. A stunning
stunning sight at the bottom of a notorious cliff in Northern California. Four people survived a car crash after their Tesla plunged hundreds of feet into a ravine below. This woman witnessed it all. I can see in my rearview mirror this car just go over the edge and straight down. Two adults and two children were inside the Tesla that fell 250 feet. All four were conscious when they were rescued by a helicopter. Cal Fire's Greg Waters. This is nothing short of a miracle today that they survived. It is not clear what caused that Tesla to plunge off the cliff. It was a crumbled mess of metal when paramedics arrived. And a new world's tallest man may have been found in northern Ghana. The 29-year-old African measures 9 feet 6 inches tall. He's taller than most houses in his town and cannot drive because there's no vehicle that he can fit into. The giant from Ghana lives with his older brother. According to Guinness, if that height is verified... It would break by more than a foot, the current record for world's tallest man. It's now coming up on 25 past the hour, and you're plugged into the Noon Report on Family Life. Welcome back to another edition of Hometown Heroes on Family Life. I'm Mark Webster, and this week's guest is Bill Madison, founder of Chautauqua County's COPE Foundation 19. COPE stands for Children of Opioid Parents and Empowerment. It's dedicated to helping children who've lost parents to the growing wave of deadly opioid overdoses, including Madison's adult son, Justin, a father of three. January 5th, it'll be four years that my son died of an overdose of heroin, fentanyl. It's just one of those things that a parent or anybody does not know how to handle certain tragedies. You never expect to bury your child. So it was several months down the road and then my pastor told me, he said, you will find something positive out of this, which is not something I want to hear. I had no clue why he said that. So as time went down the road, something hit me and I'm a, I'm a very spiritual guy and God led me to creating something that could help other children. Justin died leaving three three children behind. A lot of kids are sent into social services, foster care, grandparents, aunts, and the focus is minimal for the children. Yes, they might have a nice home going to grandma's house, but a lot of things were being missed about the psyche part of the children, about positive outcomes, not feeling like they're responsible or liable for any of the fatalities of their loved one. And so I just created COPE. So what we do is we do an intake, and I call the circle of light. So there's four entities. We have a social interaction. Once we do the intake and they qualify, we immediately take them out of their life of depression, sadness, and everything because of what had just happened. And we find out what they like to do. So we take them to like a splash park or a museum or something they enjoy financially. We, we take care of it all, and we allow a guardian to go with them, of course, then they start their life coaching counseling sessions, minimum once a week, COPE pays for all that. Then we go to the physical healing part, sports or activities they like, whether it's music or karate or gymnastics or swimming or soccer. A, they're active. B, they're finding more positive peer friends. And C, this does distract their mind a little bit. So I'm not saying to forget, but distract their mind so they can feel more normal again and be out there and be active. I strongly encourage less video games. 
The fourth entity is the mental health aspect. We evaluate them between the counselor, between their physical healing activity they chose, and speaking with them and loved ones around them. We find out how are they excelling? Do they need more time? What else can we do to help? And we also, with Cope Foundation, have partnered with Chautauqua County's Mental Hygiene. There's so many different organizations in our county. Striders, Suicide Prevention. We're connected with so many different organizations. Tell me a bit about the Memory Garden and the significance of that. It's a beautiful little area that's right downtown Fredonia across from one of the parks. It's a place that people can go and look at the name, like a Vietnam Wall. I'm not putting us in the same category, but I'm saying you can travel to and you can see your loved one's name. You can go there and get a feeling of what we're doing with the opioid crisis. You will definitely walk out of there knowing you learned something. You've lived every parent's worst nightmare. Has growing and creating this ministry helped you in, in some way as your own healing process as well? What I learned was losing my son, 29 years old. He was fun, silly, goofy, and playful, and goochie-goo with his kids. What I learned with COPE was that I'm not alone. People, especially who are on the board that have lost loved ones, we all go through the same thing. But I will say we have really seen a lot of growth, reputation in the community. It's really helped people know that we are out there for the children. So that's one thing it's done for myself, is it helped me blossom in education, sincerity, passion, compassion, working with other people, and speaking out. And all glory to God for giving the opportunity, because without Jesus himself, if I wasn't a believer, I probably would have buried the thought of my son being dead and moved on. And that's not what I do. That's Bill Madison, founder of Chautauqua County's COPE Foundation 19. COPE stands for Children of Opioid Parents and Empowerment, dedicated to helping children who've lost parents to the growing wave of deadly opioid overdoses. Their website is copefoundation19.com. Please join us again next week as we search for your home, your town, your hero. It's Hometown Heroes on Family Life. All right, thank you very much, Mark. Again, Hometown Heroes comes your way every Tuesday during the Noon Report. You can catch it online anytime at familylife.org. Good afternoon. Rather wet weather across the region as we head through the afternoon with rain falling in most all locations. In some areas, it may be fairly substantial. The temperatures are well above normal for this time of the year. The rain will wind down this evening but the clouds will remain and so will some fog. Another batch of rain will come through later tomorrow afternoon with temperatures remaining above normal. On Thursday, there may be a few breaks in the clouds, but also a couple of showers becoming possible in western areas again in the afternoon. Temperatures still mild. It does appear as though it will begin to turn a little bit cooler Friday and Saturday with a bit of snow possible in some sections, although not very much. All right, mild and wet. The weather watch words the next couple of days. Thank you very much, Ken McKinley. And before you go, a Pennsylvania couple has just hit a rare milestone. Family Life's Brian Query tells us about it. Robert and Edith May Shaw met in high school in 1936 and are both 102 years old. And last week, the couple celebrated an even more rare milestone on December 26th, their 80th wedding anniversary. When asked how they've made their love story last so long, the couple told WGAL-TV, We hold each other up. I guess the, the secret would be don't go to bed mad. Their first date was a Friday night football game, and both said they knew it was love at first. 
first sight from the very beginning. In case you're wondering, the Guinness World Record for Longest Marriage stands at 86 years, 290 days. Congratulations to the Shams on this momentous marriage milestone. Brian Query, Family Life News. All right, great story as always. Thank you, Brian. And just like that, we are out of time. That is the world we live in. Tuesday, the third day of January, 2023. I'm Bob Price. Family Life News. You've been listening to the Noon Report. Heard weekdays on Family Life. Thank you for listening.